What's up, everyone? This is Schooling in His Name's first podcast. My name is Jenny, and we're just going to talk about all things homeschool and maybe even a little bit more. So let's get started. Alrighty, so I figured the best way to start this podcast is um, sort of to just go over why we homeschool. I'm going to try and talk about a lot of things related to homeschool, so it's probably good to have a good foundation of why I personally do it. Um, If you run around in homeschool crowds (laughs) or if you've watched homeschool YouTube channels, then you've probably seen one or two of the moms talk about their list of why they homeschool. So my family actually didn't start off homeschooling. Um, When I got married to my husband and when we had babies, it was never in the, you know, even on either one of our radars to homeschool our children. Both of us went to public schools. Um, I didn't necessarily have any bad opinion on it, um, so we just didn't intend on doing it. Um, My older brother and his wife homeschooled their kids from the beginning. My sister started to homeschool her kids around when her oldest was, I believe, in grade two, so I had some background knowledge of it all. I really can't honestly say that I was sold on it. I wasn't involved enough in their lives at that point to even see the benefits from it. And I just, I I was very naive to it all. Um, I would even say probably pretty ignorant. I I had some pretty brutal opinions on homeschoolers. Probably, you know, everyone's had these opinions on homeschoolers before, or if you haven't, you were a homeschooler yourself. But I, I didn't really think it was even an option or a good option. I thought only, you know, the weird kids did it. And it was so far from the truth that I, I just can't even dig into how wrong I was. So my oldest, who's 10 now, um, I was working full time. I was in dental. I was working 45 hours a week, maybe just 40, but I was working full time Um And then we signed her up for preschool, and she loved it. She's a very extroverted child. She, The first day we dropped her off at preschool, I'm, like, getting teary-eyed. And she's like, see you later. Like, no care in the world. Um, So she loved it. She loved kindergarten. She loved first grade. And we loved it, to be honest with you. Those first couple years were awesome. The teachers were awesome. The kids were awesome. And um, I just didn't know why anyone would ever choose to homeschool because we had such a great experience with my child's teacher. The school system was is one of the best in the state. So we just didn't see any reason why anyone would choose not to be a part of that environment. So then we um, actually moved in the middle of my daughter's first grade year and we just moved down the street and I tried to keep her in the neighborhood school but they're just they just they wouldn't allow it there's in the district the elementary schools are way too full so they said you know she can finish out first grade but she's gonna have to go to her new new neighborhood school in second grade and she was pretty devastated she had a really good foundation there and she knew the teachers and the teachers knew her and she had some really good friends and so we were all kind of devastated about it and that might seem like a really strong word but it's really the only word that comes to my mind now in hindsight I see that it was God working in our lives and just sort of setting us up 
for um, what our world would become within a year and a half of that moment. So we sent her off for second grade to the neighborhood school and she actually got an amazing teacher, um, one of the best in my opinion, who just seemed to get it and she'd been in the you know been a teacher for many years and she had high levels of education in this area so it it was a little hard at first it was hard for my daughter to adjust to you know a new group of friends and it's scary for any anyone to be put into this new environment but she did really well I mean she made new friends and um, she adapted fairly quickly a lot quicker than I would have Um, but then we started to notice some changes and I'm sure this would have happened at her old school as well, but we started to notice some changes in kind of what she would tell us. She's always talked to us quite a bit about, you know, what's gone on in her day. And I mean, you, we weren't with her all day, so it was kind of a fun thing to talk about at the dinner table of what happened today. And we just started to notice that the stories were getting a little concerning, not about the teachers, not about the school, but about the kids themselves and what was being talked about on the playground and um, how many students were in her class. She had, I think, 28 to 30 students in her class. And I I don't care how good of a teacher you are trying to um, maintain classroom management with 28 to 30 students especially second graders, it's just, it's really hard to do. And my daughter picked up on that. She's a rule follower. And so she would start to say, and she's in second grade, you know, we just can't get anything done in class because everyone's so loud and, you know, Mrs. So-and-so tries to get them to settle down. But then once she gets this one settled down, this kid starts acting up. Um, So it was just a mixture of kind of us looking at each other like, hmm. And I think I was definitely more concerned than my husband. He tends to be more on the side of, "Eh, well, you know, that's life. And I can agree to a certain level. But I just kind of thought, you know, is I just felt this this like voice in my head asking me, is is this what we want for our kids? So um, then in second grade um, in Colorado, kids generally aren't tested, like the standardized testing. Uh, It usually starts in third grade that they have to start being tested. Um, But like we got a letter saying, hey, these, you know, your child is going to be participating in the COGAT test. I'm pretty sure what that's called. Um, And, you know, it's just a test to test their knowledge. And so we're like, okay, great. Anyways, whatever, moving on. Again, we were both a part of the public school system. It wasn't anything shocking to us. So she took the test and her results came back with really high test scores. Um, And to be honest with you, I didn't really expect that. And not because I think my child's dumb in any way, but she's always had to work really hard. Um, She's she wasn't one of those kids where it's just like, oh, this is so easy. She's she's had to work really hard um, to learn to read and to learn to write. And she did really well. So I just didn't expect it. Um, I expected her to come back average and that would be fine. And I, I didn't really have an opinion either way, but we were like, oh, well, that's so awesome. And then we got back a letter saying, hey, we want to test your child 
the same as we test third graders. We want um, to do a standardized test. And we were really excited about that. Um, I've always thought tests were really cool. I never personally did well on them, but I was like, okay, well, that'll be a great um, reference for us to see what she needs to work on. And so sure, go ahead and test her. So they pulled out a few of the kids and they tested them and her results came back the same. They were awesome. Um, And then we got a call from the gifted and talented teacher. And before you know it, she was in a gifted and talented reading group and it was really fun for her to be a part of it. Um, I did notice some divide between the gifted and talented group with the other kids. And I remember being on the other side of that. And so it was an observation. It wasn't anything I was concerned about, but it was definitely an observation that I I had. And the reason I mention this is because um, in hindsight, I realized that the school district probably didn't necessarily test her for for her benefit. Um, and I know that sounds really just victim-like, but I realized that they actually probably tested her to get her test scores. Um, and all the other second graders, they, they wanted those good test scores because let's be real, the public school system needs good test scores. Good test scores equals more money for this, for the school district, which I don't disagree with more money, but I do disagree with when kids aren't getting good test scores to cut off funds. Obviously, the kids with less um, than phenomenal test scores or really bad test scores actually need more funds because they need more help. So once I kind of realized, and maybe I'm totally not right about that, but once I realized like, no, you weren't, maybe she was like, maybe getting or testing her was a way to help her in the future, but I really strongly believe it was actually for the um for the the school itself do i think the gt gt teacher had that in his mind no i i really don't but um i i do think that was the primary reason for administration to want to test all these second graders early so anyways again that was just sort of an observation and just more of a rant of kind of figuring out and connecting the dots later um anyway so she was in the gt um program it was really fun we thought it was super cool you know we almost brag about it to our family like oh my gosh can't believe this This is so great um and then february hit and this was the year of the parkland um high school shooting and just to be real with you it it just shocked me to my core it it um the sandy hook shootings made me extremely sad too but my kids weren't in school at that point so yes it made me really sad but when it happens when your kids in school whether it's close to home or not it just makes you think it makes you start thinking about security of the school it makes you start thinking about how easy you know kids are accessible to these people who just are mentally ill Um, I grew up in Colorado and I was in like third grade when Columbine happened. I live about, I don't know, probably 45 minutes from Columbine. Um, I knew people that knew people. I didn't know anybody directly that was affected by it, but that definitely shocked me to my core as well. And to be honest, I mean, every, literally every day, and that sounds super dramatic, but after Columbine happened, Every day I went into classroom, I would think, okay, where would I hide if somebody came in shooting? Where would be a good spot? And it it's just it's, it affects you. And I'm sure there's plenty of stories out there like that. Um, 
So I, it was always on my mind, but you know, I just sort of, after a shooting like that happens, if it does not directly affect you, you think about it and you, 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 you're, you, you're sad about it. But then as the days go on, because you're not directly affected by it, you kind of forget about it and you kind of become numb to it. And I think the United States really has tried to become numb to this because it's just, it's not surprising anymore when this happens and that's not good. So that happened. And I remember looking at my husband, like, I, I just, I want to pull the kids out. At this point, my youngest was in preschool. So she wasn't even in the public school system yet, but I was like, I just, it scares me. And he's like, no, no, we're not doing, we're not homeschooling. Like both of us sort of thought homeschooling was not an option, but that's when I started to think about it seriously. And I, okay, you're right. Well, Then um, we started reading stuff on the news about um, sexual abuse going on in the school district we were a part of, and um, it was covered up. Um, We started reading about how the administration would cover up and sort of um, protect its teachers who were doing these awful things to young children, you know, older children, but it wasn't, they will, were not. Um, trying to represent their students. They were representing their name. So I don't think they wanted to protect the teachers. I think they wanted to protect their name. And again, money. So we started reading about this and that got my husband's attention. That was finally when my husband was like, huh, okay. So we can't trust the school system to call us. Nothing ever happened in in our personal experience, but we can't trust the school system to um, back our kids. And there would be no school district without these kids or our tax dollars. But apparently their um, priorities had gotten skewed. And I'm sure there's plenty of people out there like, oh, they've always been skewed. But it was when we had the aha moment of, huh, okay, something's not right. And my husband, he wasn't completely on board with homeschooling. He wouldn't have come out at that point and said, we need to homeschool. But we were concerned for sure. So I started doing some research. Um, I honestly didn't even ask my sister who homeschools. I just, when I make a big decision like that, I only want to probably talk to one person about it. And, um, and then I internalize the rest and just I need to sort it out in my head and come up with the words first before I do it. So I started doing some research and um, I found a program through the school district still, but it's a one day a week program where the kids, uh, a bunch of homeschool kids get together and they do a bunch of extracurricular activities together. They do math, they do science, or actually they don't do math, but they do music, science, they have musical theater, and they just get the opportunity to socialize. And I know homeschoolers hate that word, but at that point I wasn't a homeschooler. So keep that in mind. But, um, so I was like, you know, I, I bet if I talk to my husband about this, he, he might think about it because at this point I'm like, I like, we need to do something and we need to look into options. So I talked to my husband and he's like, well, I'm open to it. I'm not thrilled about it. And I was like, well, what if we decide to start homeschooling our oldest when she's in sixth grade? What if we just make that Um, commitment now and he's like okay I I can get on board with that like gives us a few years Um, and so we we decided that but I kept looking into it and um, I 
told my husband, like, you know, I, I want to go look at this school that they they go to once a week. And I just want to see it. And I'd like you to come with me. So he came with me and he was pretty impressed, you know, like, okay, so this this idea of homeschoolers being unsocialized and weirdos, like they're not, they, they can come here and at least they get some, you know, activity with other kids. And so then my husband, he knows me well, and he's like, so is this something that you're looking to happen next year? And I was like, you know, if it were up to me, yes, absolutely. But there's, you know, obviously two people in this marriage and I don't want to be the one to make this decision. And I have a really intense personality. If you're familiar with Myers-Briggs or Enneagram, I'm an eight and I'm an ESTJ. So you can only imagine my husband's concern of, so you're going to teach our two children um, some hard concepts and you're going to have to be patient. And that just doesn't sound like you. And it, it terrified me too. Like, I don't know if I can do this. And we had those conversations of, yes, that would be really hard. I It was never an issue of I'm not smart enough. It was an issue of do I have the patience? And I can't tell you how many times I've heard that question be asked by a potential homeschooler. Um and to be honest with you, the answer is no, I don't have the patience and God has really um, worked on me and I, my patience has gotten a lot better and I don't believe my patience would be where it is now if I wouldn't have been homeschooling my kids for the last year and a half. Um, so we walked out and he's like, okay, we can do this. And I'm like, oh, well, now that I'm not necessarily like trying to convince you of this, that scares me quite a bit. Um, okay, so yeah, maybe we will. And I'm like, I don't want to commit to it just yet. So then it was just, I I have a couple moments, handful of moments in my life where God has spoken to me so directly that it was chilling to me. I was at um, a friend's house and I was walking downstairs and then all of a sudden I heard this voice and it, it chokes me up because it's so crazy. But I heard this voice saying, you got this, Jenny, you can do this. And I knew it related to homeschool and I've never felt that confident before. And I was like, all right, it sounds like this is what I'm going to do. So I filled out the paperwork to um, unenroll my children from the from the neighborhood school because I'd already enrolled my preschooler for the next year's kindergarten and enrolled them in this program through the district for homeschool. So they would now be labeled as homeschoolers for the next school year. Um, And I remember going to turn in that paperwork and walking out of that building thinking, oh my gosh. And I called my dad right away and I'm like, okay, like my dad and my mom are the two people I call when I like make a big decision. I'm like, I... I don't say this, but I think they know this. I need you to walk me through this and tell me that this is going to be okay. And I have expected my dad to be like, oh, buddy, like, because my dad's a lot like me, like, that's going to be hard. But he, he wasn't like he was so I, I just like another moment where it's like, all right, God is speaking through my dad and I am meant to do this. And he was so supportive. He was just like, I think that's great. I think you're going to be an awesome teacher. And I think your girls are going to just so appreciate it. And so it was just this confidence that I was like, okay, like I'm going to do this. And I have to give credit to any homeschooling family who doesn't have the backing of their family. I don't know how you do it because I have so much support behind me from my mom, my dad, my sister, um, that it's 
it makes it doable in my mind. So I'm so thankful God has blessed me with people that support me in this decision. So to to make my long story short, we, we started to homeschool because we saw the school district was was failing students, not our students, but failing students. And we also saw that these shootings weren't going to get any better. If I could go back and, you know, speak to a mom who was thinking about it, I, I would say don't homeschool out of fear. But that is the reason we started. It was because I was fearful. And I don't know if, I, I don't know if fear does come from God, but maybe it was just wisdom. But we did it and it I couldn't be happier. Do we have hard days where I need to call my mother, my husband, my my dad and say, oh my gosh, I am sending them back tomorrow. Uh, yes, <clears throat> yes, we do have those moments, but I don't know if I could go back if it was my option, if it was, if, if, if the ball was in my court, I don't think I would choose to send them back. Now, if a sickness happened or I had to go back to work, then, you know, they would have to and I would trust God to protect them. Um, but I don't think we'd ever go back to it. I'm going to wrap this up now after listening back um, through the rest of the podcast. I uh, obviously say a lot of so and I swallow a lot really loud and I probably need to work on my um, not being so close to the microphone. So <laughs> there I go again. Um, please be gracious with me. Um, the reason I started this podcast was because I had one of those overwhelming feelings again um, that I had when I God told me I needed to homeschool. Um, so I'm not sure why I'm doing this. I just know that th- that maybe um, there's someone else out there that needs to hear this or know my reason or maybe this is just the start of a uh, community. I- I'm not sure. It could be nothing. Um, I do have an Instagram account. It is called Schooling in His Name. I haven't posted in a while. I had to get off Instagram for a little bit just to decompress. But if you want to follow me or connect with me, you're welcome to do it there. I'd be, I'd love to hear from anyone at this point. I don't know if I will. Um, But thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.